John Kassir. Yeah. That's now my tribute to John Kassir, the original Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I'm only a pale imitation. Mm. That is for you, John. You did a cameo for me recently, well, for us, and we really appreciate it. And, and we love, love you, you, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Boys and Girls Film Reviews. <laughs> Sarah, the, our main host, and I'm the co host, Michael. And what are we doing tonight? Well, we're so, going to be um, reviewing... This will be another double feature for us. They're two movies. So, so these are feature movies, not short ones. Yes, so today we're doing The Babysitter that was that was released in year 2018. 17. 17. 17, yeah. And The Babysitter sequel, The Babysitter 2, Killer Queen, that was released just this year, this month. I mean, Surprisingly... This they actually get it together during the coronavirus lockdowns and everything. They've done very well, haven't they? Oh, yes, quite. Now, the reason why we're doing it together is because it's the same producers, directors. Uh, I think the, the writer changed, and it's primarily the same cast as well. So mm. we thought, and, and, it's a, and it's the main movie in a sequel, so let's just bundle in together, folks, quite. and see how it comes out. <laughs> Yes, so um, who um, directs it and all and, stuff and all that stuff? Well, kiddies, I don't know. I'll leave it alone now. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it alone. Okay, look, I think the, they get the, the picture. Okay. okay, now the original, the first movie was written by Brian Duffield. Um, now the second movie was written by McGee whose real name is Joseph McGinty Nicole, but we won't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and along yeah. with a Mary... Uh, uh, no, no, with Brad Morris and Jim... Jimmy Warden. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, produced by McGee, mm-hmm. Mary Viola, and Zach Schiller. Another interesting thing about MCG is that he McG, was... McGee, not he, MCG, McGee. McGee, he's also the director and producer of... Charlie's Angel, I mean Charlie's Angels, okay. the the year two thousand one zero year two thousand version, and the sequel Charlie's Angels Full Throttle that was done oh, year two thousand three. Okay, that's one of Lucy Liu and the other guys, was it? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, not yeah. the um, Elizabeth Banks one. No. Okay, um, no, enough of that. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but he did. He's done some other movies. Okay, yes, right. meaning he's done some mainstream. So he's not an independent now, filmmaker or no, anything okay. like that. He, he, he's a real one. No, he's a real one. <laughs> Anyway, like I said that. So they, they they produced both movies. Now directed by here we go, McGee, Joseph McGinty, and Nicole once again has done both of them. Mm. Now you want to get a cup of tea, guys? There's going to be a long list of cast and crew. No, no, no. Well, I was we'll, only joking. We'll no. get through the main cast. Well, I'm, for I'm, both I'm, I am going to go through it quickly. Mm. Now. Most of these ones I'm going to rattle off right now were in both movies. I, I think no, all the first one, this first group is all movies. Yeah, both movies. Uh, Samara Weaving plays B. She's the babysitter, and mm. a very fine-looking babysitter she yeah, is as well. Mm. Pretty good. That's what I call eye candy, folks. Now, right. now Judah Lewis plays Cole Johnson. He's supposed to be a fourteen-year-old boy. Probably not fourteen. Might have been sixteen or seventeen. But yeah. you know, who, who cares? Now. Uh, Hannah May Lee, Robbie Amell, Bella Thorne, and Andrew Batchelor play her uh, Bee's cult friends because Bee isn't all she's made out to be. Bee, yeah. Yeah, Bee the babysitter. Now we have Emily Ellen Lind plays Melanie. 
in the first movie, she's a nice, sweet, young thing who's Cole's friend and next-door neighbour. But we won't, we'll go, won't get We're to... We're not going to say okay. about anything, but she has a, a, a bit of a role change in the second movie. Yeah, as I often keep pointing out to you guys, when as years go by, people do change they in They certainly stories. do when they grow up and stuff and everything mm-hmm. else. And a lot of people often say in whenever the character changes or something is amiss with that character, then... They question it and they they kind of ruin it for the rest of us. Now, here we go. Um, There's still in both movies, these people. Now, uh, Leslie Bibb and Ken Marino play Cole's mum and dad mm. in both movies. Mm. And a guy called Chris Wilde plays Melanie's dad, who plays a really interesting, strange man. Um, he prefers his car to his daughter. Yeah, he's more worried about his car than his daughter. However, it's a good car, you know. But, you know, you've got this borderline stuff. Now... In the second movie, we've got some new people. We've got Jenna Ortega plays Phoebe, and that's Cole's new love interest. Now, Cole is a couple of years older. He's a teenager. He's in school, high school, whatever. So he's, he's at that age, teen, comma, hardy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. so Melanie... Let's not mention no, it. I was going to say, Melanie, you thought from the first movie would have been his love interest, but no, he got a new one. Yes. Anyway, now, and the next three, Maximilian... Uh, Acevedo, whatever, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez uh, and Jennifer Foster, uh, Foster uh, they play Melanie's um, group Crew of friends. or whatever. A, a little gang. Yeah. Uh, now, because if I take too much now, you'll give away the plot of the second yeah, movie. Yeah, in other words, yeah. all the main characters from... The first one are remain the same in this in the second one. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like yeah, it's it's a it's a real sequel like in Star Wars stuff. We've got the same people. Uh, yeah. This is a couple of years later, same people. Yeah, couple most of extra people most of the sequels yeah. I have seen over the years, yeah. they either give them more money to the um, actual actors who played in the first movie and get them back, and other times they would just get someone who looks like them to play them when they're a lot, much a little older. Well, you look, you look, hey, but before we digress, you know, before we go on, I'll digress just for a moment. In Planet of the Apes, the original Planet of the Apes movie, hmm. the very first movie had Charlton Heston played the lead role. Not the monkeys, the, the lead <laughs> human being guy. Now, the point is, he was the main role. Hmm. He didn't appear in any of the other movies. He didn't want to go, into, I don't know, and I, I, uh, somebody else to go to the role, a guy who looked like him. Mm. Um, yeah, and it, it's it loser because I like to see the same people carry on the same role. If it's a different person in a different role but a similar situation, it's fine. But when you get the same person, it's like Harry Potter. You had the same people coming through all the time. It makes you sort of feel friendly, old friends. Oh, there's Dumbledore over there, and mm. there's Ron Good Bugalugs over there. And, mm. Yeah, whatever. You had the same faces, so it's it, it it does get up my nose sometimes. But it's good to see these people who are committed to the two movies. Yes. Thank you, people, everyone, all, all the actors. Yes. Yeah, so I'll dive into this. To the do, um, do, do the first movie, mm. and then say, okay, that's the end of the first movie, and now into the second movie. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So the story starts off with um, a, a young boy named Cole, and who's has his hot babysitter. She's really hot, just so you guys know, if you haven't seen it yet. Out of 10, she's 11, 12. Yes. <laughs> yes, and she's like his only friend next to Melanie next who lives next door or next or across the street from him. Anyway, um, his parents are going out of town, so him and his babysitter have all the house all to themselves. So they do a bit of um, fun, you know, do the um, odd watch a horrible horror movie and 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 do a horrible dance routine tell you what if i was a young guy 14 15 years old with a hot babysitter i don't want to get rude but i'll be thinking of other things there apart from dancing around and watching a horror movie yes she Mm. is a gorgeous woman that samara weaving Mm. yeah anyway not being rude but you know anyway um he she then gives him a cocktail which i think is spite who knows? It was actually. Yes, and she um, he pours it onto a plant, and he goes to bed. And later that night, he decides to go downstairs to see what she's up to, because he hears a lot of uh, noises, like there's more than one person in the house, and he sees a bunch of people playing spin the bottle, 
But they're not well, playing Spin the Bottle. They're actually playing... Um, truth or Dare? Truth or it? Dare. Yeah, truth or Dare, yeah. Something like that. It's just sort of a um, bit of a mix-up of Truth and Dare and Spin the Bottle. Whatever. And I'll kill you later on. Yes. <laughs> and then this is where it gets icky. One of the... After a bit of a, a dare where B has to kiss all the members of the group, she then takes for the final guy, who's a bit of a dork or a geek or whatever. Yeah, he was a ring in for the night. Yes. He is there and he and, Mel, and, and B gives him a hot smashing kiss and he, she takes out two trusty big um, bo- carving knives, carving knives yeah, yeah. and stab the poor guy yeah. in the head. Oh, hey, tell you what, though. Now, I must admit, again, just getting on to that moment, two carving knives stuck in the top of someone's head into the brain. That would take some force to get through the bone. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a little bit of suspicion of disbelief in some of these things, but mm. really, that man, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, it's a good effect, I must admit. Yeah, it? yeah. yeah. Hey, that's, that's one thing for you. The special effects in these two movies, mm. whoever took care of them, I didn't, I didn't have a look at them, great. Sweet. Some of it's not, it's not gory, gory, but it's really funny good. Funny, gory. It's funny, gory, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. like you'll, you'd cut a head off while a person stand there, and you see the head roll off. Yeah, and in this case, <laughs> like uh, there is a scene where they're trying to get the blood out, and one side it begins to um, sort of squirt out like a like a fire a ho- like a, a hose. Like a fire hose, yeah, <laughs> which wouldn't really happen once a person's yeah, dead. It yeah, it reminds me a lot of something out of um, Evil Dead. Uh, squirting heads is kind yeah. of creepy. Yeah, old horror, which is kind of cool. I always lo- appreciate old horror. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this guy got two stab wounds, two knives, but. Yeah. Embedded in his Into head. Into his head. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, moving on. Carry on. They plan to take Cole's blood and mingle it with that very person's blood in order to complete a sort of ritual. Yeah, some sort of magic spell there. I, I believe the idea, hmm. this old magical text they're using, um, where they can, if they mix the bloods together and drink them or do something rather like what happens, they can get... Uh, their heart's desire, your wealth or what fame or whatever they want. Yes. Uh, that sort of thing. It's part of a ritual, yeah. Yes. So anyway, Cole hears about this. They get the blood from him while he pretends to sleep. And just so you know, they don't exactly stab him. They kind of inject a syringe into his um, arm. And draw some And draws the blood yeah, out. Yeah. I didn't need a lot, just a little bit. Yes. Anyway, and the idea was he was supposed to he was supposed to be asleep so he wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, um, mm. the drink the um, cocktail she B gives him earlier was sort of um, a sedative. Yeah, sleepy time now. Don't wake up. Well, we're going to take your blood off you. Yeah. See, w- wouldn't it be nice if vampires were like that? Uh, okay. uh, uh. Don't so, wake up now. Just going to take a couple of points. So anyway, yeah. once they found out he knows what they know, um, they probably plan to kill him. You know, to and all that stuff, if things didn't go so well. Yes. Eventually, mm. co- before this happened, Cole called the police, and him being the, um, and when the police arrived, they get both killed, and and then they had to do, do have Cole's phone in the police and say, um, tell them a co- it's a code. No, no, no. Do well, not know what they didn't know. That the police came, and then one of the policemen's, Two ways radios were dropped on the ground, and then one of the uh, B's friends picked it up. And Cole, who wanted had had aspirations of being a policeman when he grew up, knew the codes, and he told them what codes to use so they wouldn't send out any other police around. Uh huh. That's so that that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Ten four. Yes. (laughs) So eventually. Um, while this is happening, Cole, who was tied to a chair, he kind of gets out and he slowly tries to outwit and fight these guys. Well, not really outfight well, fight these guys. He has to run, hide, and and try to get away from them. And actually, this is where this is where it becomes a bit like Home Alone meets Scary yeah, Movie. Exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's sort. They all rush around trying to capture him. And I won't go into details mm. because it's so good. There's, like, there's too much to go into. It's a yes. bit here, a bit there, whatever. But it's, it's an ongoing thing. Now, there was one guy there. Um, mm-hmm. Robbie Amell plays uh, Max. Yes. 
Yeah. He's always taking his shirt off. Now, he doesn't look too bad for shirt off, so that's okay. Yeah. But he, he's trying to kill Cole, but he's acting like a big brother as well and encouraging him to, oh, yeah, really good. Yeah, I know you're fighting. You're really good. And then some, some kid comes around <laughs> to pick on Cole. He says, you, you can't take that. You go there and you stand up yourself. You tell the guy off, blah, blah. Yeah. This guy's <laughs> waiting to kill him, but he's telling him to go and stick up for himself, the other guy. And uh-huh. he's going, hello. But this, obviously, it's a comedy part coming out. Yes. But this goes on for this movie and the second movie. It's, yes. it's, it's a love-hate relationship going on. Yes, here. so yeah. anyway, yeah. as I was saying, um, his reason for being involved in this is not because he wants heart desires, or so we think. He wants to kill people. He wants to do thrill kills. Yeah, and the interesting thing mm. about him is he, oh, in this scene, he keep, he uses the um, Friday the 13th reference, you know, yeah, I don't noise. know if he's doing that or the director's doing it. Um, it well, according to him, they, he's making the noises because oh, he okay. thinks. I think he wants to become the next Jason Borhe. I oh, think. Why not? Everyone has to aspire to greatness. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he gets killed. I won't tell you how. It's too good. Oh, and there's, there's okay. the other girl yeah, yeah, who gets. I will tell you that one of the girls in the group, she's um weird. Um, it's named Sonia, and she's very weird and creepy looking. Is she the one, the bicky lady? Yeah, one to bicky. Yeah, well, she's supposed to be a beautician and works in mortuary, wasn't she? Yes, or, or something. What a job. St- stand still. Hello. Yes, anyway, <laughs> um, she no tries to go underneath the house and try to get him, get Cole, and she gets uh, a few mouse traps, you know, in her hands. It's just like watching Home Alone in this scene, because... You know, of all these um, ho- homemade devices that could ca- kind yeah. of trap them and kill them. And he, he sets off a, uh, Fire a, rocket, a, a rocket out of, you know, you got, got out of the tool shed, he had it with him under the house. Mm. And he shoots it and hurt down the bricks and he gets stuck, st- mm. gets stuck in the ground, but still going off. Yeah, and... It and he throws, <coughs> he, he, he throws some gas in there and he goes, Wolfo, and he kills her. What a lovely way to kill. Yeah. Yes, anyway, so... Um, this won't hurt much. Uh, of course, <laughs> B tries to... Tr- Tries to look for him in her own way with a shotgun. Where did she get the so shotgun? Good. I'll never know. Whatever, what every beautiful blonde needs, her own shotgun. Of mm. course, um, he hides out in Melanie's place. They get all chummy a little bit. Not haha, very sexy chummy. No, they're eight kids at 14 years old. Or 13 or 12. They're about to be 14, it says on the book. In, okay, the, in, okay. the, in, the, in the synopsis. Yeah. So anyway, um, eventually, he does eventually... Um, fight them and it's really funny how he, he um kills B in this scene he kind of rams the, the car oh. into oh, wait, the no. house no, no. He, he goes across the road to Melanie he goes back to Melanie's house yeah and grabs the car keys or the, was the car keys in the car I can't remember um, car. And, go. And, and he got Melanie's dad's car he's his baby, his little, his girl. Yeah, mm. <laughs> he's he's the real love of his life is his car. And mm. Cole gets it, doesn't really know how to drive much. And he gets yeah. it, and he run, he gets the car, flattens it, and he goes straight at his house and goes through the front of the house yeah. where B is mm-hmm. and hits her. Well, we guess it when she's doing car. something. What she, she was doing? She so. was putting out this this witch book. Oh yeah, sort right. of, yeah. He said sort of the special book that the devil asks you to sign when you want to become do something that you want to well, yeah, well if you want to um, get your if you do this do these things for us we'll be able to achieve the goals you want. Yeah, yeah but anyway, yeah, he's still doing something with the book and the car comes flying through yeah, the see wall. The, the, yeah, um, mm. the um, Cole set the book on fire and she tries to put it out with her feet or in her hands. Hands, patting it out, whatever. Yes, but suddenly um, Cole drives in the car, drives the car into the window. And it's long, and, and she's lying under the car, but are still alive. Yes. And Cole's talking to her. He tells her how much... He, he loves her. Because he's the only person in his life who really gave a damn, mm. and looks on her face there, she's getting soft and gentle and stuff, and mm. like she's, oh yeah, yes, I'm sorry, yeah, you know, like that that sort of look doesn't yeah. actually say it. You yeah. Know? yeah, soon enough the police cars arrive, and of course, um, Co- Melanie's dad's there saying nasty things about how what happened to my car? Oh my my my, my car! But, yeah, but they I can't, can't fi- but they can't find B's body anywhere. Yeah. Mm. And his parents um, wonder if he's okay, and he just says, yeah. shrugs, shrugs his shoulder and says, I don't need a babysitter anymore. Now, I have got, before that's about the end of the movie, 
I got a problem here because supposedly they think he's crazy because they think he made everything up because in the second movie his carriage on the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now the point is that they couldn't find Bee's body. Uh-huh. She'd been run over, but she might have got but got up and walked away or run away or whatever. But we definitely know that Max was hung. It was hanging around by the old tree house where it used to be. Uh, and the lady down in the house was incinerated. Hmm. Uh, what happened to the other guy? Uh, let me the, think. His um, head guy. was impaled on a uh, statue. Oh, yeah, yeah, a trophy <laughs> went through his neck and he's laying on the floor. <laughs> Uh, there's a dead guy, the sacrifice, sacrificial guy they had in the beginning of the movie. He was out in the garage. Shed or the garage. Shed, whatever. All the bodies seemed to disappear because everyone thought he'd imagined it all. How can you imagine this? All these dead bodies don't yeah, get up and if walk this away. Was a, if, they, if this somehow was a fire, I can imagine them well, disappearing. Yeah. Yeah, so, see, because in the second movie, it's three years later, everyone thinks he's, he's, he's a, a, bit, a psychiatric case saying, Oh, all these things happen and no one believes him. Yeah. I, don't, I just, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a loose part between the two movies I don't yeah, like. I guess not. Uh, anyway, anyway um, so <laughs> it's two years later in this equal, I two should th- say. Two or three years later, yeah. yeah he's and, in high school now. And he's, well, he's, he's, I think he's a junior in the first one. And well, in this one, he's a fresh. He's a. He's now um, whatever, a senior or whatever. Or don't, whatever. We, don't, we, don't, don't, we don't know what. The I American don't know the American terms are. He's about sixteen years old, seventeen years old. He's in high school. Yes. Whether it's junior high or whatever it is. Yes. So anyway, yeah. he's um dealing well, with the, yeah, and of course his looks don't change too much. He's, he's like he's still like the, you, he's still the dork wearing the glasses, wearing a, a brown got, matching he, set he, of clothing. He, he looks like an old man. Cold, a young guy wearing old man's clothes. He got a corduroy jacket on, stuff, and a shirt and a tie, and all the kids running around in jeans and t-shirts. And still call him a dork or loser or whatever. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) And still Mm. doing the old-fashioned tricks you see in those those weird um, high school horror, high school. All the usual stuff, you know, kids. You know, you know, kids will be kids. (laughs) Yuck. Little assholes. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) Well, they can be. You know. Yeah, kids it, can be so mean to kids. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the kids um in I know this throughout the both these movies they look like they're dressed for the eighties when I look at it. Well, I don't know if they're dressed for the eighties. Yours keeps saying that I don't think they're dressed for the eighties. Mm. But you keep saying they're it's, dressed. They're for dressed the 80s. very colourful. Look like like the clothing is well polished, or even though clothing polished? is not supposed to be polished. Polished. Like their clothing looks like brand spankingly nice. new. They went to the shops and bought it. They went. They went to Walmart or whatever and bought it. Yeah, who, yeah. who knows? Yes. But the point still remains is they wear an ordinary teenager clothes. Uh, okay. If you can call it that. <laughs> yeah. They, okay. Let's say it's set in the eighties because there's a, there's a thing eighty to nineties because there was some musical references through the both movies using older style music and uh, references to old eighties and and seventies movies. Yeah. Here yeah and there. So maybe it's supposed to be a retro movie. Don't know. Well, it could be another could one. Could be, don't know. Yeah, so anyway, in this time, he's he's still friends with Melanie, and he's he's crushing on her because now she's a lot, she's grown into woman. And, and she looks very nice, too. Yeah, curly. Almost as good as B. Almost, not quite, but yeah. almost as good Shocking, as B. Shocking, But Melanie has a boyfriend. Now, this is the part that it gets a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, because in the last um, babies to the movie, it's clear that they, they have sparks between her and Cole. That's how I see it. Well, sparks, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well, look, you get two pieces of wood rubbed together, you're going to get a bit of heat, and then yeah. it wood. Yeah. So, yes. so <laughs> in this one, the heat's um, distinguished, if that's the word. It's extinguished. Yes. yes. Although it's still attraction, but not. But not quite the same. Yeah. It's, it's he wants a bit more, and he's too geeky and stuff. But, mm. but she's got a boyfriend, but she still supposedly likes Cole. Mm. Yeah, and she's the only friend he has since B's gone. Yeah, I'll change. And the other people in her group are a bunch of weirdos. I didn't like her, his boyfriend. He's like a, she's, he's a total. Jerk. Yeah, Maximilian, Athea, Athea, whatever Maximilian. Hmm. plays a guy called Jimmy, and that's her sort of love interest boyfriend yep. sort of guy. He's a tall, tall guy, reasonably handsome, I suppose. But like mm. Gaston, weird. 
I guess. Whatever. Well, if you watch them, the Disney version, animated version, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Mm. So mm. anyway, um, so he, they are very try to be supportive, even though it's pretty obviously they want to be somewhere else from the look of them when you look at it. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, and of course he's still haunted by the um, after effects of being nearly killed two years ago. And his parents, they're worried about him. And, and they, and they, they want to have him transferred to a psychiatric school, school where they get a bit of extra treatment to get over his delusions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no delusions here, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, but Melanie has other plans. She wants to take him up to the lake to get him out of, or just get him well, out of the, um, his life. Well, yeah, yeah, see, she's coming over all nice and warm and fluffy and says, well, we're going up the lake or something. Why don't you yeah. come up with us? I've had a little group and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Um, Before that even so gets that, stuck yeah. into, yeah. we soon meet a new character, Phoebe, we oh, mentioned. Yeah. And she's and cute and weird. She's cute and weird and it's obviously Cole, 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 Cole is really drawn to her. Well, she's pretty and she's cute and she's weird. And he's, she's weird, but in a, a nice sort of weird way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not the, weird, weird. The first time yeah. we see her, she's introducing herself. And she even uh, lies that she was pregnant. And so she blo- so she screams out. And that really shakens everyone in their yeah, seats. Yeah, I really like scream now. <coughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely screaming here through the corridors and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got, that got about yeah, That's good. Well, what do you call that? Uh, that broke the ice, didn't it? It yeah, did break the ice. Yeah, yeah. And probably broke and the, the windows few. and stuff and <laughs> scared the dogs down the street. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so anyway. Um, so he anyway, um Cole gets um informed by the teacher that he's told to come to the principal's office where his parents are waiting. And so this is the opportunity he's waiting for, either to t- take you know, take the blue pill or the red pill. Matrix references. And Alice in Wonderland. Yes, mm-hmm. sort of. <laughs> because at the White Rabbit song comes into this movie, which mm-hmm. is yeah. the an aeroplane song, yeah. a reference to Alice. Yeah, yeah, sh- yeah looking like I should yeah. mention this mm. has a lot of Alice in Wonderland references in this one. There's a rabbit in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a stuffed rabbit, but still a rabbit. Yes. Yeah, and the White Rabbit was a song being played with different airplane and other stuff. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, really good, great on. song. Yeah. Moving on. I so like the White Rabbit. <laughs> zip it. So anyway. Very slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. So anyway, he chooses the red pill and take goes off with Melanie, her her boyfriend, and his pals to the lake. And it's like, Yay. yeah, it's and a houseboat or something. Isn't it? Yeah, houseboat, but yeah. It, that's, when they they kind of stop at a bit of a party resort thingy wing with a lot of other kids who are just partying around, down, being mental and stuff as yeah, kids are, like a spring break thing, whatever. Yay! Anyway, um, Cole has a bad feeling about this, feeling like he doesn't feel like partying well, down. It's like a third wheel. Um, yeah, like you're going date, on a date, you, know? you don't just, feel comfortable mm, with it. Yeah, well, still I'll be here. Should I say it? we couldn't go home? Could he? he came in her car. Yeah, and Phoebe's there, and she's doing her own thing. Yeah. Um, arriving in a weird truck driver's truck. Yeah, she's got a lift. Yes, hitched a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's still new, so she doesn't have any friends. That's, mm, that's true. So they end up going in onto the the boat that Melanie hires, and they party down for a bit, mm. and they have. A sort of um, what's it called? Um, two men's in the closet type thing. In the yeah, I must be some game. I, I knew I never grew up. I, I would have liked that when I was younger, but yeah. no. Two men's in the closet. You go yeah. in there and you kiss or cuddle or whatever you're going to do, yes. or, just, or, or well, play a quick game of Scrabble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> him and Col- Col- Colin, Melanie, they they go into the closet and they do get kiss, kiss, whatever. Very nice. And when they after say a few minutes. They come out of the closet and they start chatting about the cold stuff. And Melanie mentions something about a book. And, and Cole and says... The, remember the book that uh, B had? Mm. But Cole never knew about that book until no. way to the end of the first movie. So uh, he didn't tell Kel- Kel- it, Melanie about yeah. it. So, so yes, yeah, so he never told anybody about the book. Yeah. But she knew about the book. And she blurts uh, out right in front of him that she's part of the cult. Whoops. Oops. 
And she then takes, um, I don't know, a hook and stabs it into one of her fellow friends, or ex-friends, I should say, and the blood spills out. Split, 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 split. And, of course, her boyfriend's saying, oh, my gosh, you just did that on oh my, my dad's <laughs> boat. Oh, yeah. it's gross. Yeah, that, that, that's gross. just funny and really weird. Yeah, it's gross. Yes, <laughs> anyway. Um, things, things Cole like that. is just freak, like freaking up. out, mm. and then he sees um, our old friends, dear old, um, let me see, Allison, Sonia, Max, and that John character, who uh, look like they're alive and well, and have... Oh, yeah, the people from the first movie, yeah. yeah, who were dead, but they've come back to life, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. as it turns out, they're not... They're not ordinary people. It turns out they're demons. Yeah, they, 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 they were killed, but they came back as demons to do some take care of some unfinished business. Or maybe they were always demons. But no, hey. I don't think so. I think they were. I think they became demons. That was part of the deal. Yeah, that could be yeah, it. Maybe. So maybe. anyway, they they're t- they t- they're coming back to um, finish what they started. Yeah, I, I, I get the impression it didn't come out, but. If they went through with the ritual, they might have got their life back as well. Yeah, most likely. And, and, and what they wanted, you know, their fame or the money or whatever and stuff, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think that was a plot behind it. Yeah, anyway, Cole is freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. And now he's no, he's a teenager. He can't crawl across the room like a fi- like his 12-year-self self again anymore. I couldn't crawl anywhere. <laughs> yes. So he's like, um, he's well. out, he's... He's outmatched. He does. There's too many people that are not on his side. But then, guess what? Phoebe appears, and he thinks that she's one of them. But then he finds out that she's just there to get some petrol because yeah, her uh, jet ski is run out of gas. Yeah, she says it keeps running out of gas. Yes. There's a reason for that. We'll find it later. I won't on. tell you just yet. No, no. But, but soon enough, um, Cole get, jumps onto a jet ski, and they try to get away. Yeah. Even though she doesn't know all the facts, she just thinks he's probably a weirdo, and those people are just doing a bit of a, a, a bit of a costume party thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, theme costume she party. She saw dead body before. It was pretend. Yeah, mm. that sort of stuff. Yes, thinks this You wouldn't expect that you walk in on the kids and dead body in the middle yeah. of the floor, would you? <laughs> Soon yeah. enough, they land on the land, and Cole gives her the um the unhappy truth. That and she doesn't believe him, obviously. And no, actually, she does believe him. She says, oh my gosh, I thought for a minute it was zombies. I hate zombies. But she seems to believe him. And unlike other people who just think that he's lying or not telling the truth, eventually, um, while they're, they're discussing this, Cole suggested they stick together because they're in danger. But, of course... She says no. Yes. She, she, she's there for her own reasons as well. But, but there's an underlying story of her as well, and the stories come together later. Yes. Hmm. Soon enough, it's a cat, dog, and rat mice chase with with all... The, squeak, squeak. With everyone trying to get Cole and Phoebe. And it's pretty interesting how how this goes. And But soon enough, I won't go into what happens, but later... but. On the halfway through, um, Phoebe, Melanie's friends want to quit this thing they're doing. Two of them. Yeah. Yes, and they want to head off and do their own thing. And as they're heading off, they explode. Yeah, so they must have signed this book. They probably too. signed the book. They and weren't doing the Dark Lord's business, yeah, so we so took revenge on them. Yeah. Mm. So if the if the Dark Lord is displeased, he'll take away your existence. And he did. Yes. In a in a. In a Flash of glory. <laughs> yeah, so it's up to Melanie and the um the demons to try track down Cole. So, but then again, Cole and Phoebe they start warming up to each other, telling each other each side of their stories, and Melanie even admits, I mean, Phoebe admits that she did kill, said that she killed her parents. Well, she, she 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 believes she killed her parents, but she. She actually feels she's responsible for their deaths more than anything because she had nothing to do with it. She, there was a car crash and she wasn't even driving. This is a passenger. You know? yeah. So, yeah. yeah so but, but she feels guilty because she was the only one who survived. Yeah, so anyway, Cole and Phoebe, they head to her cabin and there's a bit of a funny cabin joke there where, he's, where Cole says, uh, Cabin in the Woods. That's not very much of a horror slash scary movie. No, 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 no. That's not so scary. <laughs> not much, is it? 
Uh, well, some better quoting, but it's really funny. <laughs> so anyway, they arrive there and the, they have a funny moment where they are in the basement of her hidey hole. And they're talking. And it's sort and of... And warming to each yeah, other. And she, Phoebe yeah. mentions that she sees her little hidey hole is like her Alice in Wonderland land. Yeah. It's um, well decorated. It's got a nice little um, tea party um, table there, a few toys. Some nice little lights. Nice lights. And while they're talking um they then play some music not and they start getting on <laughs> and they did he did get on um yeah. and now this is really funny you remember back in the olden days of movies like someone would go into a sex scene then the movie, the, the, the camera would cut away and you see a plane going through the sky maybe some doves and whatever well here something like a train going into a tunnel a hot dog being put into a bun. Um, <laughs> we had an idea what was being suggested. So, um, yes. yes, very subliminal stuff, but it worked. Eventually, mm. um, Melan- while this all is happening, Melanie contacts um, Cole's dad and tells him that they're up at the cabin mm. where they're and hanging out. And sees coordinates on for his GPS somehow or other. I don't know how they do that. Yes. Anyway, they, they soon arrive and they don't believe Cole still. And I think he's crazy. Yeah, and thinks mm-hmm. that um, Phoebe is putting up to putting I him do, up to. We got the Cole, Cole's dad and her dad come up. Yeah, together. I should say now that. they've been st- they've been sucking away on some weed. They've been up through a, they've a uh, water pipe or a bong or something rather. Bomb, so I they're think. they're off their faces a bit anyway to start with. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, while this while Cole's t- dad takes him goes take, follows him outside, um, Melanie's dad tries to. Talk, tell us her that you're grounded for take my wheels all that stuff and then Melanie picks up um, machete, or machete yeah. and cuts off both his arms well he cuts, he cuts off one arm you're gonna be grounded and <laughs> then he cuts off the other arm this is, reminds <laughs> me of something out of Monty Python's yeah, Holy no, Grail yeah, but yeah, okay. where with the Black Knight where he says I had worse no yeah. you liar <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so he's dead it's standing there with no arms yeah. <laughs> oh man you can't keep a very well, funny guy did he, die, did he die or did he kill him or do something or stab no, him I think she stabbed him you again see, I, you see mm. I might have stabbed him or something because we don't see him again in the movie yeah mm. what can you do so anyway, dear old dad. <laughs> so anyway, dear old dad. I mean, Cole's dad, I should say, um, tranquilizes his son. Oh yeah, he had a hypodermic ready. Mm-hmm. What a very, very resourceful daddy. He yeah, is. and he puts him in his in Melanie's dad's car in hopes of no, taking him back. No, wasn't it? It was his car. I thought it was um. Nah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. his car. Yeah. And hopes to drive him back to home and stuff. But while this is happening, Melanie and so and. And Phoebe are in a bit of a Mortal Kombat fight yeah, scene. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, really, pretty much like Mortal Kombat. If anyone's seen the movie, there, yeah, fight. Yeah, and it, that's one hell of a good fight scene. That one. Yeah, yeah. it was hilarious mm. and it was amusing. Mm, I liked it. Yes, it was fun. Slow, <laughs> bit of slow motion, bit of karate stuff, high jump sort of stuff, which is no one can do. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of <laughs> Matrix stuff here and there. A Matrix, yeah, a bit of Matrix probably thrown into it. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Good feel. Yeah. Eventually, Melanie got the upper hand by bringing out a, a small knife and saying, you're my prisoner. Yeah. And it just, she doesn't kill her. No, she doesn't kill her because she still needs Cole's blood. And and he, and he, and, and he need, she needs her as bait so Cole can come back and rescue her like yeah. a good Eventually, little boy he is. Cole yeah. revives from that the um, they needle. needle and he steals, steals dad's his dad's car <laughs> leaves him at the garage yes mm. anyway he Good heads boy. off down to wh- where hey. Melanie mentions that where it has hey that's a query how did dad get back to where they were within such a short period of time by walking. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I mean, there's not, there wasn't too many cars near the gas station, so that's yeah. hard to say. Or a train, hmm. or a bus, or... So it doesn't really, there, again, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter I'm just in, saying, in movies. Yeah. I mean, should we question the uh, existence or the time? The meaning of the life. The meaning of life. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So, yeah? Okay, why not? No. So anyway, um, <laughs> Melanie f- phones in the directions where he has to be. And, of course, she set up a nice little um, ritual thing she's put together with um, some weird 
um, Blair Witch Project. Well, yeah, like, um, that, that sort of idols, sort of cross type things, uh, like yeah. X type. You know, they're, they're, yeah, you see them in some movies and stuff. Yeah, soon of Cole arrives, mm. says offices his blood. He doesn't care what happens to him. He wants to make yeah. sure Mel. I mean, Phoebe's Phoebe okay. is okay. Yeah. And all of a sudden, don't, don't, don't the other people come out there? No, actually, um, she says that they're waiting for, you know, who and guess who's is who's the un- unknown guest. None other than B. Oh yes, right. B. The beautiful B comes Bee out of the emerges water. Out of the the water. lady of the lake. Yes, she mm. emerges out of the water, and it's no. revealed <laughs> that <laughs> she is also not only Cole's babysitter, but she was Phoebe's the, yeah. babysitter. Yeah, she recognised. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and so B is a queen bee, so to speak. She's in charge of the other little demons running around over the decreasing circles. Yeah. Throughout this, um, mm. I should mention, throughout this, um, this sequel, we hear, we see snippets of their flashbacks of why these four pe- other people were involved in this Yeah, no, there's a... Uh, what are names? Uh, there was a... The one who played uh, Max, he just wanted to be... He was into the thrill killing, and he wanted to be able to kill people and stuff and get away with it and yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think we had Sonia. She was the gothic one with the biscuits. Yeah. She was a mortician... And I wouldn't be... Assistant, beautician, yeah. something or other. Yeah, yeah and I, I wouldn't be she surprised wanted. she may want to go on and do... Special makeup, you know, fashion stuff. Hey, movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm only guessing here. Now, Alison, she was a, she was just like a cheerleader type girl who wanted to become a newsreader or something or other, yeah. and or, or anchor woman, anchor whatever. Anchor woman or something, and she really sucked at it. And she wanted, obviously, if she got her dream job or whatever, mm-hmm. she'll be able to get what she wanted. And John um, wanted to be a DJ. He was, oh no, a singer. Well, a, rap, singer. a rapper. He wanted rapper. to be a rapper and he couldn't sing for crap. Yes. <laughs> he couldn't. No, no, no. Really no, no. bad. The, the guy on the console walked out. You know, it was that bad. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so she, B appears and she's um, about to. And Well, you're probably wondering what Melanie's reason is. I think she her reason is to be more popular. Yeah, she wanted to be popular. She wanted. She, See, I've got so many friends on Facebook or whatever, and, and she's had like a million friends. Mm. She just wanted to be popular. Yes, meaning to hell yeah. with Cole. Yeah, or anybody. She oh. wanted to be, want all the people to worship her and think she's wonderful. So, yeah. Yes, so anyway. Get a life, girl. Yes, yeah, yeah. so anyway, um, eventually the other people arrive, and Cole's blood is slowly gets um, injected and taken out of him, and... And they and she and Melanie starts pouring the sac the sa- sacrifice and his purity blood into a goblet or ch- or chas- I mean chalice just a goblet a goblet yes so as she pours the blood is mingling bubbling sizzling whatever but it mixed with some stuff yeah yeah and the other members of the demons are there waiting for their the opportunity Ooh, yummy, to drink yummy. it oh it looks so good so mm. as they drink each one except for B they feel like there's a bubbling Ooh, feeling inside this them this is going good I feel a bit funny and a bit warm then mm. nothing and then all of a sudden happens and then until we um as B ponders this and she says um, the blood of the sacrifice and the blood of the innocent. And then she looks at them both and thinks, you're not so innocent anymore, are you? <laughs> and she's smiling. And dear old B is smiling. And she turns back to the others who realize they're just um, wasted. They got the wrong blood. Yes. Oops. And they real and even one of them who says who's Allison, the the anchor girl, says, Who would go to have sex with this guy? But <laughs> He got it. He got it. <laughs> <laughs> See, even dweeby guys get a piece of the action sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were all condemned, including Melanie. They all blew up or yes. melted all they start they start oozing and dripping yeah, and Bone, and bones leaking, burning, yeah, sizzling. Yeah, really good. In a, in a I weird love the way. special effects in these sort of movies. Yeah, it's all gross yeah. and really cool. And I, in the for, in the scene, you get to hear the music from Queen Killer, Killer Queen. Queen. Uh-huh. Hence the name of the title. Freddie Mercury would have been proud. The Babysitters Two Killer Queen. 
sort of a bit of a re- reason why they added that name into the story for the title. Yeah, that's good stuff. Anyway, you're yeah, so anyway, these guys go on a frazzle. Yeah, I think the, the funny bit yeah. about this scene was Max. He's like, "Oh, I don't hold, I don't hold a grudge and all that yeah, stuff." Yeah, he's he like, goes, "Yeah, you're like still big bro." Yeah, it's like I'm not holding a grudge against you, Cole. Yeah, yeah. But and, he, and he's he's burning up little pieces, falling apart. Yeah, and as yeah, he's a strange Max. Yeah, uh, and Melanie is the most upset because she then screams and her face burns off as the last one. Yeah. Well, Lovely, lovely girl. Phoebe unties Phoebe and embraces her and Cole and says that she's that she manipulated things behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, then we find out a bit more about uh, B and um, Phoebe, don't we? See, as it turns out, B um, planted um, a locker. I mean, planted a a white rabbit inside of Phoebe's locker with a key to the cabinet. The cabin, which she knew what the cabin key was for. That was the parents' cabin. Yes, and Mm -hmm. she also, um, when Phoebe was um, jet ski was um didn't have any petrol in it she kind of poured some of it out so so she was forced to stop so she could pick coal up yes ah. Ha. Ah. so she kind of um this explains why she didn't come and assisted in the hunt after coal in the um, halfway through the movie she was actually hun- behind the scenes manipulating stuff yes meaning but, she was trying to save them but then when we find out the, her connection to phoebe yeah. phoebe's parents were killed in a car accident now we, we, Phoebe blamed herself for a parent's death. Yes. Now, there was two cars. B was driving a small car, mm-hmm. an open car, like, oh, what, like um, a Jeep or something. A Jeep, other. I think. Uh, and Phoebe was sitting next to her in a passenger seat, and the mum and dad were coming down this country yeah. road the other way, next to a cliff, and they had a head-on collision, and both cars went over yeah. a cliff. And B survived, but she's... But she then gets visited by this weird nurse who explains that... Mm. Phoebe is not going to survive. And if you want to survive, there is a way to make her survive. As it turns out, that very nurse is well, probably a demon, the, a demon or, or a devil yeah. who offers her um, in exchange to, um, yeah. get sign the book. to sign the book and Phoebe lives. And, and Phoebe uh, probably didn't know that B was alive because she hadn't seen her since. No, I mean, it turns out she yeah. said that in this scene that Phoebe was the only lone survivor. Yeah. Meaning she never even knew what happened to B or anything. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, supposedly, yeah. Hmm. And anyway... Um, yes. So that's... Um, yeah, so she's a bit like a guardian. Right, she looked after her back yeah. then to, to keep her alive. Yeah. And what happens now, then we find out that she, B was nasty and horrible. But she changed her but colours. But she changed because in the first movie, when Cole had run her over in the lounge room... Yeah, and, he, and he admits how much he cares and loves and her. And he loved her. She started to soften and started to get her old feelings back again, the way she was before she became yeah. evil. And then she yeah, thought she, to do good. Yeah, so she was kind of trying mm. to stop the killings. Yeah, and she did. She got rid of those other ones who were just... They were they thrill have, kills and yeah, whatever. Thrill, they were, thrill kills yeah, whatever they were out it. to mm. um, get what they want, and they mostly for were, selfish probably. reasons. Mm. While mm. while B's reasons for B for doing this was because of unselfish reasons. Yeah, and she did, and and that was a really, really, really sweet, nice thing. She said, trying to trying to make um, uh, amends, atonement. Whatever for her, or what she'd been done over the past couple of years after she signed the book, or whatever. Yeah, and reminds me a little yeah. bit of um, um, Ghost Rider, where he, yeah, Ghost Rider, the um, the um, the, uh, Johnny, um, yeah. he mm. um wanted to save his dad from cancer by signing the book, or signing yeah, so, the. Well, he's sold, yeah, he sold the devil, yeah. and his dad died in an accident yeah. anyway, and but the same day. Yeah, and the grave digger told him that you you did what you did for love, not for Gain. selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of puts God in his cor- in her corner in, in this yeah, too. Yeah, well, hopefully. We like yeah. to think so. And I like anyway, to think so. To, to, end, to end things, though. Um, Cole's dad appears, and he sees B there, and he remembering from probably from last time. She's supposed to be dead. She's supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. And... He go, He says, "I'm coming down." In shortly. Yeah, not but sort of a small cliff there. He's come down some pathway, and then yeah. B decides to say goodbye in a very dramatic way, doesn't she? Yeah, she takes the um, remaining blood in the goblet 
And while Cole and Phoebe beg her not to, they say, um, you can't do this. Well, you can just live and all that stuff, but she still has obligations to, you know, who. So she didn't want to get rid of those obligations, so she decided to take matters into her own hands and to yes, drink, drink of the cup. And slowly dies in the most dramatic way. Yeah, and Dad sees it. And he believes his son. Finally! You're not crazy. Yes. Uh, I better uh, tell your mum. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the mother would be a bit, won't believe either one of them because her, the, no doubt the dad was high on you know what. Oh, uh, dad, dad, another guy must have been. They went through a few bongs like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like they could find the car keys out in the car. Yeah, how's she going to yeah. believe him when he's actually did a, you know, did that? No one's going to believe either one of them. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, anyway, Cole and Phoebe, they go into a dramatic uh, Hollywood kiss. Uh, and and then we cross over to um, Cole back in the psychi- school psychiatrist's office, looking a bit more blossomed into manhood, if you can call it. He's dressing well, better. You know, and he looks, of age sort of stuff. You yes. know, like, um, um, a lot like in Chastity Bites with um, Leah now Alice. looking more... Yeah, Alison, whatever. Yeah, Leah, yeah, 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 yeah. looking a bit more, um, more. Yeah, Leah. Yeah, yeah. Leah. I can remember her, her acting name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like at the end of the movie, she looked like she'd blossomed into womanhood. In Cole's and more case, confident and stuff. Yeah. And, in Cole's yeah. case, he's blossomed into manhood, making him conf- yeah. confident and a little bit more good-looking, so, uh, self-assured, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And, and he's a counsellor guy. This, um, he notices right away that he just saved his you're life. You're like a real good blah, blah. Yeah, and, he's a, yeah, and, and Cole's saying, yeah, I was all in my imagination and stuff and just to get the guy off his back and whatever, obviously. And uh, and it shows, it shows and he gives a big hug. Say, oh, I'm glad you're getting better and everything. And, and yeah, If only he knew. And mm. then we get a post-credit scene where we see the book... The um, devil the book is still lying in the dirt where they were. No one bothered to pick it up and burn it. I don't know. Hmm. They never do in these movies. Is there but, a sequel happening? Well, I have heard mm-hmm. on the grapevine that okay. might be, but I haven't figured. Someone it. finds the book, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> and not to mention Cole may return. <laughs> Cole may return in this in this one eventually. Well, yes. Well, the actor says he will. Well, there you go, kids. Yeah, anyway, this movie makes me think of a number of movies, and most of them were either 80s or 70s movies, when okay, I think about well, it. Yeah, okay, one of the uh, modern movies I could think of that that makes me think of this one. Well, the Cabin in the Woods. Mm. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> but he mentioned it earlier. He did, he did. He well, that was, that was a quote. <laughs> so anyway, it reminds me a little bit of um, Scott Pilgrim versus... The World, which was done in the year 2010. I don't know that one. It's, it has a lot of um, interesting, you know, text and, you know, there's some interesting bits where you see some illustrations on the um, screen. Like oh, yeah, oh, in this movie, in the second movie, they had some flash up lying uh, things like what, kill counts or whatever. whatever well, a lot like something out of a comic book strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite funny. And, you know, flash cards coming up and, yeah, really great. Funny. Funny, funny, haha. And, of course, Tucker and. Tucker and Dale Dale versus versus Evil, evil. and a lot of other, and a lot of eighty slasher stuff that don't make very much sense even now. You don't need all you need is some guy killing people. A lot of people going eek and running around, (laughs) and 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 their friends keep dropping off the planet. Yeah, and that makes a good slasher movie. Yeah, just so you guys know, the first babysitter movie it was actually filmed in year 2015 but not released until year 2012 i mean year 2017 sorry it was intended to play in theaters until netflix acquired the rights for streaming it was released in october on friday the 13th Uh (laughs) see it could have finished towards the end of 2017 and then 2018 it could have been a lot of post editing and stuff Mm -hmm. Now find the right time to release it would have been two thousand and um hmm. Yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, whatever yeah, fifteen. As I said 14, before in the, you know in, what I mean. As yeah. I said before in this movie, they make a lot of movie references, especially the sci fi type 15. movies, mm. like like Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and all that. Which is kinda cool. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the director is a bit of a eight you know, a bit of eighties fan. 
Right. He, he got good taste. Right. <laughs> well, no, well, not the director, the, the person who wrote it. Now, he, and you look at, he didn't write the first one, but the mm. second movie, he was mm. part of the writing team. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, anyway, as we're saying, mm. it puts me in mind of Angela Joel as Melissa, where... Melissafant. Melissafant, sorry. <laughs> where in the film, Melissafant uh, changes her mind on killing Sleeping Beauty and she saves her instead. Isn't that lovely? She also puts me in mind of um, Mary Lou from Prime Nights 2 and 3, where she's a uh, crazed killer and and supernatural being that's hard to kill. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen Prom Nights yet. I've got a lot of movies. I can't get through them all, so I might have a look at those one day. Mm. Yeah, it's a l- I mean, the 80s back then, they had some interesting stuff that makes, um, well, they try to keep, they try to make it l- weird as possible, which is kind of oh, cool. Well, not weird. They made it good. I mean, they, they were for anything. I mean, look at Carrie, that Stephen King one. Mm. That was a good movie. Mm. Mm, agreed. <laughs> yeah, it's just that a lot of 80s movies back then, yeah. they kind of stretched the boundaries of fantasy here well, and there. Fantasy, horror, whatever you... It's, it's fruit in there and... Yeah. yeah, and left it up to the imaginations of the audience and what's going to happen. blanks, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, some, sometimes the blanks didn't need to be put in for some of those movies. They're just all there for you. So yeah, but they do like the twists. Good. I do like the twist endings. Hey, Alfred Hitchcock would be proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. So well, are you finished chattering now? Yes. Should we rate both of them now? Wait a minute. Now... Now, interesting. I went through uh, some notes on the computer, as I always do, about the reception of these two movies. Now, interesting. The first movie um, got reasonably favourable mention in uh, the reviews, uh, mostly positive reviews. And I thought that was the weaker movie. I thought the second movie had more um, action and substance and and whatever in it. (laughs) And that didn't get the reception that you would have thought it would have got. Now, I I had a good look at the reception. The reception on the second movie was knocked by independent, standalone film critics. You probably don't like this style of movie. Now, when you get something like, uh, I, I think it's Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, they norm, I believe they both get people going on their sites and rating their movie, saying, I watch this movie and I give it a X, Y, Z. Uh, but if you get somebody who writes for a magazine or a newspaper that says, I didn't like this movie because I don't like teen comedy horrors, mm. they're not going to give it a good rating, no matter how good it is. So... Don't be, ta- don't be taken in by some of these crappy reviews. Uh, we think these are both good movies. I prefer the second one, but they do go hand in hand, so I suggest if you're going to watch it, watch the first movie as well. Mm. Because th- then you'll understand why the second movie is how it's made, I suppose. Mm. Uh, it's, got a good, it's, it's got a good fun comedy horror team thingy, but like I said, the second movie to me is more up my alley. But I really enjoyed the first movie as well. True. But, yeah, but not as much. Um, so I like to, as a group effort, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting very generous lately. I must must be the old age of going senile or something rather. I'm going to give this, I, got, I gave nine and a half on the last one. I'm going to give nine and a half this one as well. Mm. Because I think um, uh, McGee and the other people, they did a great job. Um, the actors, the crew, the writers, yeah, everybody. Everything has come together like an A-grade movie that you like to see at the theatre. Yes. And I think it's great. Mm, yeah, so, so my mm. turn now. So I rate the first Babysitter movie, um, I think I rate it um, 9.5 out of 10. Ooh. And I rate the second one, which I agree with Mike, because it's a lot more interesting and it has given me a lot of food to for thought. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give the um, sequel um, 10 out of 10. Whoa, you are generous. Mm -hmm. It must be like Coca-Cola going to your head. How about (laughs) placement? (laughs) (laughs) What? What? You're being weird now. Oh, I can't help it. It's once one of those days, you know. Anyway, I do like this movie and I think it's worth watching, guys. No, it's really good. Actually, there are some crappy movies out there. 
and there's some really, 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 really good movies out there, yeah. and there's some mediocre movies. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not a crappy movie, it's not a mediocre movie, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm uh, also... So both of them, yeah, go for yeah. them. And they're on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, do you think, if they're on Netflix, they're normally available for sale? Um, yeah, well? I think or they're download on download or whatever. I think, you can, get, I think you can get them on sale. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, so go again. Have a go. These are really good. Yeah, I'm just a little annoyed that neither one of the movies has gone on to become a mainstream movie. You know. Well, yeah, that's, that's a market at the moment. Mm. I, I don't know how the film industry I mean, is going. I mean, so. I can let mm. go if in year 2020, it's 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 not a good time to yeah, go well, to theaters. Yeah, the coronavirus has changed a lot of things. Actually, we were talking about that before, yeah, about the Academy Awards, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. how the Academy Awards only, stingently enough, is only awarding two Oscars for two Netflix movies, and I think that is horribly yeah. not ro- not a, good. There's a lot of good movies going on Netflix because it's easier, it's cheaper. It's a great way to, to hit the world without spending a lot of money. Um What's wrong with these guys who I run the Academy know. Awards? I, I mean, this, oh, I this guy who did both the babysitters, directs them, I mean. Uh, McG. He, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a mainstream director. Yeah. And he doesn't deserve this sort of thing. He, no, he, he deserves be, to have his movie and his his cast and judge, crew judged judge accordingly. Who make these mainstream films. Exactly right. Yes. Not this, oh, oh, they're our poor cousins, we'll leave them in the closet somewhere. No, no, no. They let them out and say, hey, welcome to the club. Hmm. You know, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, w- uh, no doubt we're in lockdown and, th- and we're not going to go to theatres very often at this not moment. Not the moment. But and it's Netflix and what Stan and all other things are a blessing at the moment for some people. Yeah, hmm. I mean, and we're going to have to change the way o- o- the Oscars are. I mean... They're gonna. I mean, there's, there wasn't very many movies out out there. So, who are you gonna judge? Judge last year's films? You can't not. I exactly mean, right. It wouldn't be right. I mean, what about the people who made movies now who now have to main network, put them on Netflix because they can't really release them to theaters anywhere? Does this mean they're gonna be having to be forcing to to not ever see um, a nomination for it? Yeah, for their hard work. The guys who run the Oscars need to reassess, yes. figure out what they're doing and how they're doing it, and step in the 21st century. I, mean, I was talking to you earlier. Remember I talked about candle makers? Yes. Back in the olden days, prior to electricity, young people today don't appreciate this, but really, really old people might. Back in the old days, before electricity came on the scene, there was a thriving business in candle making because everyone bought candles to illuminate the houses. You know, now as soon as electricity came out and they started electrifying houses and buildings, whatever, they didn't need candles. Now you can still buy candles, mm. but not as much as you used to be able to before. Mm. All the candle makers used to make here's a buy a big box of candles for your candelabra and stuff. They went out of business because nobody used candles anymore. And things change. Now, the movie industry, the movie, the music industry, everything goes through changes. Mm-hmm. And you can't ignore the present and you can't ignore the future. And uh, the guys who run the Oscars have to turn around and say, hmm, we might have to take these ones on board. The Amazon Direct movies, uh, Netflix, all the other ones, um, they're good movies. Mm-hmm. Why don't you judge them, let them stand alongside the other guys, and evaluate them. They're still good directors. They're still producers. They're still good actors. They, why don't you give them a chance to actually be stand, stand up and be counted with the other guys? Exactly. Now, um, and not go for the stupid movies like superhero movies just because know, you release you them. You don't like superhero movies. I, it's just that that's the only thing that's out well, at the yeah, moment. Yeah, because and that's what they fair. think that makes money. And that's what it's about. The, these production companies, the big ones, they're into making money. The bean counter seen to be running the operator. Let's make another one. Oh, let's dust Superman off and get him out and run it, put him in his leotards again and run him through, fly him through the sky. I mean, yeah, it's fine, but there are other types of movies to be made as well as. Yes. You can't say, we'll do another Marvel superhero. We haven't done the Squid Man yet. Whatever, you know. Um... I'm don't, sorry. Don't encourage them. Well, there's no such thing as a squid man, okay? <laughs> I just threw that one in. Um, <laughs> um, but you can't just keep going there. 
it's a, I call them formula movies. Oh, we get a bit of this, bit of that, frozen sex to it, bit of that, blah, blah, blah. We're going to make some money out of it. How about a decent movie for a change it might make some money out of? Yeah, you know? I mean, if they get bothered to give um, the proper release to ba- the babysitter, it would probably would have gathered it would have made gathered a lot of in money and and it would have um given um the director um MCG McGee McGee um <laughs> his place in the industry again. Well, not again. He's probably got a place in the industry, but he should be patted on the back saying he did a good job. Yeah. And it's not been considered because on Netflix. I'm really sorry. It's like Alfred Hitchcock when he went from movies to doing TV mm-hmm. and then trying to get back into movies again. Uh, oh, you sold out to television. It's not sold out. He needed to make money. He needed to stay busy. So mm-hmm. he chose to do a TV series of some short stories. I mean, yes. And they said, oh, you're sold out to... T- what do you mean selling out to TV? What's a load of rubbish? It is a load of rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The man was a talent. The next movie came after that period What's was Psycho. The best movie he ever made, and people still watching it today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, the mo- was, was the movie, was it Paramount? No, what, what, uh, I can't remember. Whatever um, film studio was at, they had it wrong. Mm. So, yeah, grow up, guys. Let the good guys make the movies, and let mm. the accountants reap, reap the rewards. But let the guys actually have a creative license and actually use their creativity and their artistic abilities to mm. make a good product yeah ah, ah. that's yeah. me i'm off my soapbox now folks and um, blah 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 yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i get it I, it's a bugbear with me i just cannot stand by and say nothing about the industry going down the tubes because some of the hierarchy don't think it's appropriate oh grow up yeah what are you royalty Robbie royalty that you can make more money by letting these guys in yes think about it hmm True. So anyway, um, I'm going to hmm. stop doing this re- um, recording now because I don't want to go on and on about this. Why not? No, we could. No. So um, thanks, we have a boring audience. So no. thanks for listening to this last podcast, guys. <laughs> so I'll let Mike um end this with his famous outro before we head off. So uh, go ahead, Mike. Hey, kitties. It is Michael and. Era. Signing off now. Be talking to you later. <laughs> See you around, guys. Bye.